Manx Radio Sport. Good evening and a very happy new year. Welcome to the first Friday Sport preview on Manx Radio of 2024. I'm Rob Pritchard with you until 6.30. Let's take a look ahead to the sporting action on Ireland this weekend. Coming up tonight, the first action of this year's ECAP FA Cup takes centre stage in the first matches of senior Manx football this year on Saturday. A busy day awaits tomorrow to kickstart the rugby season in 2024 with Douglas and Vagabonds back in action along with the resumption of the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. And the first weekend of the new year means one thing for Manx Hockey, the start of the new men's and ladies' campaigns. That is all to come this evening. Good evening, Faster Mind for the first time in 2024. Welcome to Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio. No sooner have we turned to the new year that the sporting action returns in earnest this weekend across football, rugby and hockey. We're going to turn our attentions to football first, where ECAP FA Cup action, specifically the preliminary rounds, will be taking the spotlight this Saturday. And to look through it all, as usual, I've got Tony Meppham in the studio with me. Tony, very good evening and a happy new year. Same to you, Rob. Yes, and uh, the weather's not changed uh, much, has it? It's still uh, a little bit uh, wet out there, but hopefully tomorrow uh, the weather forecast looking pretty good and pitches uh, will dry out a little bit tonight and we'll get a full programme on. But we do have one alteration in the ECAP uh, FA Cup and it's the venue. Uh, the teams will stay the same and that's Braddon against Peel. This has been switched to Douglas Road to Peel. Uh, well done to uh, Braddon. It was their uh, sort of choice. The new start of the week, it wasn't looking too good. Uh, Peel were happy enough and uh, both teams had set it up and yeah, game on at uh, Peel. Excellent. Good to hear it's all been sorted out. Well, let's take a look through these ECAP FA Cup preliminary round fixtures. Kicking off at the earlier time of 1.15pm tomorrow, and that is to take into account the possibility of extra time and penalties in each of the respective games. Nine ties, 18 teams involved, and uh, the thrills and spills of the Cup, I'm sure the neutral will be hoping for across these. Let's start out in the south of the island, where Malou in Division 2, well, they're going to be hosting St Mary's. Yeah, and it's uh, going to be interesting for uh, Malou just to see how they uh, sort of cope with the good t- side that St Mary's have got. Um, this pitch uh, must be uh, in doubt because I know they've had a bit of a drainage problem there and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, it sorts itself out uh, tonight. But uh, there's no doubt about it. Alex Harrison's uh, side are good enough to uh, sort of beat Malou. But Malou have their uh, good players in there and if they can get it to gel together uh, all on the same time then they can possibly have a bit of an upset first half maybe but I think fitness wise St Mary's will come through and come out worthy winners. And then elsewhere, Paul Rose, it's been a challenging time for them at points uh, during Division 2 this season. They're up against the Laxey side, who in the Canada Life Men's Premier League this season have blown hot and cold at times. Yeah, they have, but I think they've got a bit of consistency back in there now and uh, they're playing better. Uh, the squad seems to be staying pretty well the same. Um, you know, there's always been a lot of alterations going in there. But uh, when you look at uh, Paul Rose, they've played 11 uh, for uh, three points uh, and they're at the foot of uh, Division 2. So you only see this going one way and that's going to Laxey. And then the fixture you mentioned before with a slight change, Braddon versus Peel, all Premier League clash. Braddon were the home side, but it has been switched venue-wise to Peel just for a couple of concerns around uh, Braddon's pitch. Braddon bottom of the Premier League, Peel top. Yeah, and uh, you know, these two have already met. They know what uh, uh, how strong each other are. You know, Braddon, as we always say, they've got a lot of good young players in there and uh, getting better each time. As we're with uh, Peel, have got a really uh, strong team. Okay. I think they let themselves down a little bit in the Railway Cup final. I just uh, thought forward-wise, which has been so potent of late, as uh, sort of fruit 
uh, brought lots of uh, good results and lots of goals. Uh, but uh, certainly against uh, Braddon, they should be able to uh, do it. Home advantage as well will just help them. And then we move to the Niverson Stadium and it's a tie between two sides that in their respective divisions have had quite strong campaigns, quite positive so far. Onken still in the hunt towards the top of Division 2. They're going to be hosting a Ramsey side who, although they've dropped off the pace of the Premier League frontrunners Peel and Air United just at the moment in league terms, still had a strong season so far. They certainly have and uh, you can't uh, sort of knock them for that one because uh, I've watched them two or three times and they've looked really good. Uh, it's at the stadium. stadium will be a little bit uh, sticky. Noticed uh, Tom Creer's not in FC Alaman's squad, so he could be playing in this one. Uh, but I just think uh, Ramsey will be too strong. But you look at that league table in Div 2 where Onken are. I know this is a cup game. You know, if Onken won their games in hand, they're right up there at the top. So they're a strong, strong side. Uh, but I just think uh, Ramsey have got enough to take the result. Very well. Then out to the west of the island, St John's United up against Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys. Yeah, St John's will just be happy with a game of football because it's uh, one minute on, next minute's off and uh, I think everybody's being affected like that. But uh, St John's had a cracking result uh, recently against uh, Corinthians and uh, against Ramsey Youth Centre. I expect to, that, to, um, to win that one. I think Sam Brown's uh, squad will be strong tomorrow and uh, hopefully Luke uh, Murray, their new signing, will play in that one and uh, he could be a big difference for them. And then an all-division two clash. Uh, Douglasson District up against a Foxdale side that are still right up towards the top of Division Two themselves. Yeah, they are, and uh, games in hand as well on Castletown. And, you know, Foxdale have uh, done really well this season. I think Anthony Corkle's just got belief in the whole team and there's players in there who are playing a little bit out of position, Matthew Cubbon being one of them, and doing really well and scoring goals as well. So uh, it's great to see for them because uh, they've always... Uh, sort of being so, so close. Jay Chatwood, I think, will play up front for them. I think uh, Douglas District will find it really tough, Foxdale, to go through. And the next up, a tie that uh, I think we all earmarked a little bit as one to really watch uh, this weekend, on paper at least. Uh, over at Memorial Pl- Pr- Memorial Playing Fields, I should say, uh, Moran, a challenging season again so far in the Candlelife Men's Premier League, up against the current Division 2 leaders. Castletown, Tony, this is intriguing. It is, and it, I think it gives both uh, teams a little bit of a pointer of how they're doing, because uh, Moran know that uh, you know the Premier League is a tough place to stay in. And uh, they've battled each year of late to uh, sort of stay in touch. But uh, at the moment, uh, they're doing all right. They've had a couple of good results elsewhere with Castletown. They're a little bit up and down, aren't they? I know they've only uh, lost one game, but it's those two draws that have sort of kept them closer to the pack. And I think um, certainly they'll be looking to see if they can uh, beat Moran. But I think Moran have got the strength there to do it. They've got good uh, goal scorers. They work hard in midfield. Defensively, look OK. So that's why I'm going for Moran. Very well. Then over in Colby, Governors Athletic will be hosting Michael United. Yeah, and Governors Athletic have showed uh, good performances uh, of late. This game's at Colby, as were with uh, Michael. They're staying in touch with the top of the table. They've played 11 with uh, 24, and they'd love a cup run to go with this as well. And I'm pretty certain when we do the draw tomorrow night, the 16 in the hat, it'll throw up some really interesting fixtures. But I think uh, Michael have got enough here to win this one. And rounding out the ECAP FA Cup preliminary round of ties tomorrow is Jim's up against Colby. Yeah, touch wood, this one's okay because it's a little bit close to the river, isn't it, Tremode? Um, so uh, if they've been high sort of uh, levels, it might just uh, cause a problem to the pitch. But, you know, Colby again, and I think, um, you know, the league is going to be really tough for them to, to get promoted. They get top four, I'm sure. Uh, but again, another cup run for them would uh, sort of lift the spirits of the team. And I'm going to go for Colby to win.
And just very quickly as well, before we move on, uh, once the games are concluded tomorrow, there are intentions to hold the draw for the following round tomorrow. Yeah, we've got two draws tomorrow. Uh, the uh, ECAP FA Cup draw will be done uh, live in London, uh, hopefully about 5.20. Uh, that's the uh, plan. We'll touch base with them just before uh, we do the draw. But uh, the other one is going to be the GH call at Woods Cup, which is Division 2 sides only. And uh, that competition kicks off in a couple of weeks' time. So we'll do the draw tomorrow and see how it goes. Very well. Well, the spotlight is certainly on the ECAP FA Cup this weekend, but not forgetting there are league fixtures taking place across the islands tomorrow as well, all kicking off at 2 o'clock with the exception of one, which we'll get to. We've got two games in the Canada Life Men's Premier League. We've got uh, Air United, joint top of the Canada Life Men's Premier League, only behind PL on goal difference with a couple of games in hand. They're at home to Corinthians, and also another key battle towards the bottom of the table as Douglas Royal hosts St George's. Yeah, it just depends what uh, sort of players are available for that second game, Douglas Royal against St George's, because there's usually university uh, guys there involved in both sides so it's really difficult to uh, predict a winner in that one but I just think uh, Douglas Royal at the moment with that cracking result they had a couple of weeks ago uh, will get the uh, sort of points away from St George's as with Aaron uh, Corinthians Corinthians lost another uh, player this week Ronald McDonald's been uh, drafted into FC Alamand so that sort of opens it up a little bit I've seen the uh, squads uh, pretty strong uh, so uh, Corinthians will be hoping to uh, sort of contain Air United, but they love that pitch up there, don't they? Because their big throws are always a problem. And uh, certainly with uh, Stuart Smith in there, they're going to have to keep things uh, nice and tight. And as I always say, just, uh, you know, with those throws, you've got to treat them like corners. So it's going to be a tight game, I think, in the first half. But in the second half, I think Air will have the strength and I'm going to go for Air to win. And also tomorrow, eight games across the Combination League, starting off with Canada Life Combination 1. Four games there, and one of them is an early kickoff as well. It is an early kickoff, and, uh, you know, that's uh, fair enough. That's St Mary's against Douglas Royal. I'm going to go for St Mary's to win that because uh, they keep it in touch at the top of the table. Rushing against Uni Mills, they're creeping up nicely, aren't they? Uh, on the top of the uh, top three, top four, so I'm going to go for Rushing to win. Uh, Ramsey against Air, I'd expect uh, Ramsey to win the Northern uh, Derby and that. And uh, Corinthians against Peel. I know Corinthians have uh, got one or two really good young players in there, but Peel might just have players uh, to uh, win that game for them, so I'll go for Peel to win. And uh, last but certainly not least on Saturday, four games in DPS Limited Combination 2. Yeah, Foxdale against uh, Jim's, I'll go with uh, Foxdale. Ramsey Youth Centre against uh, Colby, I'll go with Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys to win. Uh, Douglas Athletic against Douglas High School Old Boys, I think Douglas High School Old Boys will be too strong there. And uh, Castletown against uh, Malou, I'm going to go for Castletown to win that. That's the footballing action this Saturday and turning to Sunday. Sunday sees the return and resumption of the Canada Life Women's Floodlit Cup. Two games there and also three games down for the Masters football on Sunday. Yeah, there's a bit of a qualification still going ahead in the Women's Floodlit Cup and uh, Maloon Castletown. Uh, we'll see how that one goes before we can make the draw. We'll do the draw probably uh, Monday. Uh, so uh, the teams have got the semi-finals the week after uh, but uh, Maloo against uh, Castletown. I'd expect Maloo to win that one and uh, Corinthians against Peel dependent on who's here and who isn't here because I think uh, there's one or two players still missing. I know Dom Dawson's still away, I think. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go for Corinthians just to win it. And in the Masters football, Laxey against uh, Governors. Laxey looking really strong in this league. So Laxey to win. Union Mills against uh, D&D. I'll go with D&D. And uh, Corinthians against Peel. Uh, I'm going to go for Peel to win that one. I think uh, Corinthians just a little down on quality, so that will affect them. 
And just very quickly before we move on, got around 60 seconds here with regards to the ECAP FA Cup fixtures taking place tomorrow, if there are any postponements for whatever reason. What is the situation with postponed fixtures? The draw will still go ahead as planned tomorrow and in terms of the fixtures that need to be played, um, is there any plan in place at the moment? Yeah, unless we lost so many fixtures, Rob, where there's so many either-ors in it, I don't really like that because it changes it alphabetically. Uh, but uh, looking at what we've got on there, I think we'll be okay. We'll get a majority of them on. But, um, you know, the, the other one to look at is uh, sort of when the games are postponed, if they are tomorrow, where to get them in because it starts getting scrappy. We've got the GH Call Woods Cup in a couple of weeks' time. So, really, if clubs are out there and they're worried about the pitch, you know, give up home advantage and go play at the opposition's ground if it's available. And that's what Braddon and Peel have done. And congratulations to them both. Tony Mappen, thank you very much indeed. Manx Radio Sport. Just as is the case with football, this weekend sees the Isle of Man's rugby season kick back into action this weekend. Douglas and Vagabonds, they both return to the field on home soil this weekend in the respective English club championship competitions. Meanwhile, tomorrow also sees the resumption of the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. So I caught up with our rugby correspondent Dave Christian today to see what's in store for the Ireland rugby sides in their first outings of the new calendar year. On the run-up to that Christmas break, Douglas had three extremely winnable fixtures against the teams that were down at the bottom of Regional 2 Northwest. along with them. They've won two out of the three with bonus points as well. The third of the three games was postponed. Those two wins have lifted them 10 points clear of the danger area at the bottom of the table and they've still got that game in hand against Kirby Lonsdale who are bottom, so things looking good. This week, Douglas have Vale of Loon. Vale of Loon, like Douglas, have played 12 games and like Douglas they've both won four so that remains a very very close battle in the table there's only two points in it and in the the games that weren't won Vale of Loon have managed two draws Douglas haven't but Douglas are only two points adrift of them a win for Douglas tomorrow will put Douglas above Vale of Loon in the standings and uh, that will give them perhaps seventh place depending on other results which is really really good I've looked back to the first time they played Vale of Loon this season and they lost away 42 points to seven the squad that travelled that day is largely the same as the squad that they've got at the moment the big difference is they've got some game time under their belts the players are playing more as a team together and there's a whole lot more confidence down there at Portishee add all those things up I suspect we're going to see a Douglas win tomorrow it's a two o'clock kickoff down there at Portishee and uh, please uh, try and get there in good time make sure you get yourself parked and get a cup of tea or a drink even before uh, taking in the game Vagabonds they're also in a very good position in their table in fact probably slightly better comparatively than Douglas it's counties for ADM Vagabonds are at home to Ellesmere Port it's a 2.15 kickoff up there at Bella Fletcher now Vagabonds are in third place at the moment but they're only a couple of points off the top two that's Ashton Underline and Colin Nelson now Vagabonds won big at Ashton Underline just before Christmas which sort of underlines their credentials I'm suspecting that the addition of Gavin Turnbull 
in the forwards who's making a little bit of a difference for them. They've got, obviously, Dan Bomwick at 10. Mark Oldfield's in there causing problems wherever he plays. And the rest of the back line uh, look to be up to speed as well. So things are looking positive for Vagabonds. Ellesmere Port in their sights. Teams named, it's pretty much at full strength as well. I'm expected a win up there for Vagabonds. Ellesmere Port, though, haven't played quite the same number of games. They've got a few games in hand and they beat Vagabonds earlier in the season. And I'm just wondering whether those games in hand might be points perhaps to be banked by Ellesmere Port, which could yet see them be dark horses in the challenge promotion. But on paper and with current form going their way, it's got to be a Vagabonds win. And finally, we've got two games locally in the Ravenscroft Bank Shield at Balakilia Park, Port Erin. Southern Nomads will be taking on the Isle of Man Barbarians. Should be a Nomads win on paper. Barbarians is going to depend on what personnel other sides have free. Scheduled to be at QE2 was Western Vikings versus Ramsey. That game looks 99.9%. It's going to be switched to the Murak Park, and uh, that will be a 2.15 kickoff up there. On paper, again, it should be a Ramsey win. Western Vikings, though, have had a great little run in the Cheshire Plate. These two are going to play in the Cheshire Plate final at some stage before the end of the season. Just haven't got the details confirmed on that yet. This is uh, almost like a dress rehearsal for that final. And I think they've got to play each other in the Shield at least once more after this. So there's going to be yet another dress rehearsal. But on paper, it's Ramsey with the form. But i just seen the name Jack Goodwin appearing on a team sheet over the festive period in one of those Christmas friendlies. Now, Jack and his brother Harry are two very key players for Western Vikings. They're big ball carriers, big strike runners, and they know what they're doing around a rugby pitch. Jack's been out with a mountain bike injury. If he's back, it may change Western Vikings and uh, may change them just for the better. So keep an eye out for that. Manx Radio Sport. Finally tonight, it's an important weekend in hockey as the 2024 men's and ladies' seasons get underway across the Isle of Man tomorrow. What's more, there's some mouth-watering ties that have been announced to kick off the campaigns across the divisions. Well, to find out more on the clashes across this curtain-raising weekend, I spoke with our hockey correspondent, Ben Cunningham. So a new year means one thing for Manx Hockey. It means the start of a new men's and ladies' season for 2024. Lots of opening day fixtures taking place this Saturday, the 6th of January. Let's start with the men's Premier League and three big games coming up there. We have Backers B versus Castletown A, Vikings A versus Backers A, and also we have Harlequins A against Valkyries A, Ben. Yeah, let's start with the big one, Vikings A against Backers A. That's going to be a real good game. That Backers will be wanting to keep their hands on the trophy, but Vikings a will be challenging them so be a good game there Castletown men's A against backers B that'll be a really close game however Castletown I think will be too strong for them and then Harlequins against Valkyries of course Harlequins promoted up to the Premier League this season and it's faced a tough ask against a very strong Valkyries men's A team in the ladies Premier League as well three games there so we have one of the big ones to start the season Castletown A the defending champions up against Valkyries A last season's runners up we also have Backers A against Castletown B and also Harlequins A versus Vikings A. Yeah, Castletown Ladies A definitely want to be keeping their hands on the title so big start for them this season against Valkyries A. 
Vikings A, though, they face Harlequins A, newly promoted to the Premier League. Could they cause Vikings an upset? We'll see. And then, of course, the final game, Backers against Castan Ladies B. I think Backers will come out on top on that one. Very well. Let's take a look through the other divisions. Starting with Men's Division 1, we have Harlequins B. They'll be facing Vikings C. We have Vikings B up against Castletown B. And also Men's Division 1, we have Valkyries B up against Ramsey A. Yeah, Ramsey A relegated from the Premier League last season against uh, Valkyries B, who will be definitely wanting to have a good start. However, Ramsey will be looking to make sure they get back up to the Premier League. Harlequins men's B against Vikings C. That'll be a very close game, I reckon. And possibly just one goal maybe between the two sides. We'll see. And then Vikings men's B against Castown men's B. Vikings men's B lost out to Harlequins men's A at that promotion last season. And they'll be gunning for it this season. Then looking at ladies division one, three games there on this uh, opening weekend. Uh, there's an interclub derby between Backers B and Backers C. Also in there, we have Vikings B up against Ramsey A and Valkyries B up against Castletown C. Let's start with the uh, the derby there, Backers B against Backers C. Of course, you'd favour the higher team to come out on top. However, we have seen it before where a lower team has beaten their higher team. So we'll see how that one develops. The next one, Vikings Ladies B against Ramsey Ladies A. Ramsey Ladies A relegated from the Premier League. Look and be definitely looking to get back into the Premier League again this season. However, they face a tough task against Vikings Ladies B, who will be very strong, I reckon. The last game is Valkyries Ladies B against Castown Ladies C. Valkyries Ladies B missed out to be promoted to the Premier League last year by Harlequins A so this will be a real good test to see if uh, Valkyries can do it this season and then we move into the respective Division 2s let's start with Men's Division 2 there's only two games there on this opening weekend yeah 335 and that sees Backers Men's Colts against Backers Men's D you'd favour the Colts team to come out on top on that one so Backers Men's Colts win there and then the final game in that division is 12.35 and that's Ramsey Men's B against Valkyries Men's C. Ramsey Men's B could prove a, a shock in this league, I reckon, and probably give teams a good run for their money. However, Valkyries Men's C, newly formed side, what could they bring to this league? So we wait and see. And there are three games in Ladies Division 2 as well this Saturday. Three o'clock at QE2. Valkyries Ladies C against Castown Ladies D. Again, Valkyries Ladies C. Could they prove a shock against a Castown Ladies D team who were leading Division 2 last season and only just missed out on promotion by losing to their Ladies C team? 3.35, we have Ramsey Ladies B against Harlequins Ladies B. That will be a really close game, I reckon, between the two sides. Both teams will probably be evenly matched. And I'm going to go for a Harlequins Ladies B win there. And then finally, 3.35, we have Castown Ladies E against Vikings Ladies C. And rounding things off, last but certainly not least on this uh opening weekend of the men's and ladies season we have two games in the under 15s league as well and the first one is at 11 o'clock at castle russian high school and this sees harlequins under 15s against vikings under 15s and then the final game 4 30 at qe2 and that's cast town savers against backers under 15s that's all we have time for for the first Friday Sport Preview of 2024. Thank you so much for joining us and many thanks to my guests as ever this week, Tony Meffin, Dave Christian and Ben Cunningham. So have yourself a wonderful Friday evening and a wonderful weekend, whatever you're doing. But from me, until next time, it's bye for now. Manx Radio Sport.